Hello, I'm David. And I'm Sanibel. And this is The, the Charcuterie, Charcuterie Board, where we meet once a week and talk about whatever, whatever we, we want. want. Hello, David. Hello, Sanibel. Tonight, what are we talking about? Talking about toxic masculinity. Toxic masculinity. Before we get into that, what are we drinking tonight? I somewhat changed it up a little bit. I'm in between bottles. He's got two bottles. <laughs> I guys. forgot I had. <laughs> so I'm finishing a bottle from last week, maybe from a few days ago. Yeah. Not really sure. Who um, cares? Of my regular Pinot Grigio, but I also have a Sauvignon Blanc. Ooh, yummy, delicious. And tonight I'm drinking a Malbec, and the producer is Trapiche Medalla. Oh, I'm drinking the same thing. Winking, Winking Owl, Owl, less yes. than three dollars at your local Aldi's. I'm not gonna tell you how much my bottle costs. I didn't know. It's, it's okay. It's good. It's good. It's all They're good. For the bargain shoppers. <laughs> so toxic masculinity. Mm. I mean, we have some really interesting perspectives here tonight because we also have our friend Rodrigo who's joining us to talk about toxic masculinity, and we kind of. Why don't you introduce yourself, Rodrigo? Um, I'm just someone with a lot of thoughts. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of thoughts. Yes, on the matter, you know. Yeah, and I think we wanted to touch upon specifically something that is very close to us, which is toxicity in Hispanic culture. Mm -hmm. We're all Hispanic here. Yeah, yeah. I'm Cuban, so is Cuban. David, and Madrigas Peruvian, exactly. And it's something that, of course, toxic masculinity is prevalent in all cultures, but specifically in hispanic culture there seems to be an extra kind of layer of i don't know expectation or kind of standards just that are, that extra oomph yeah there's something reason. yeah and i and i mean even for those who aren't hispanic you've probably heard of like you know the macho man oh, yeah. that, that machismo. Comes, machismo that comes from hispanic culture so that's a really important topic we wanted to cover tonight and then also from david oh yeah uh gay culture because right. even though we all like men there's, There's some... a lot of discrimination yes, in the gay culture. Yes, yes. And we can go into that, about that quite a bit. But specifically today, we're going to talk about toxic masculinity yes. and gay culture, which is prevalent, unfortunately. But um, but yeah, so why don't you, why don't you start off? Um, I guess when, when you guys, when we were coming up with this topic in particular, you know, a lot of thoughts came to my mind. And just, I have like a lot of like specific moments that come up, I guess, particularly oh, because yeah. I'm a teacher. I remember specifically this one moment, like in my first year of teaching, and I remember this, these two students were talking, and at one point, one of them mentioned, it's like, oh, like, so-and-so is, like, a sibling or whatever, like, he's a punk. Like, referring to him as somebody who is, you know, maybe not, like, a very, like, macho person or whatever. Yeah. And so, because of that, you know, belittling him immediately just for, for no other reason beyond, like, whatever his personality is to their eyes. And it's just, like... That's prevalent, you know, from teenagers all the way up. Oh, it's kind of scary to see how early. Yeah, up until it's kind of scary to see how early it's ingrained. Yeah. So, like, why don't we talk about that? Like, growing up, like, what kind of things did you experience when you were growing up in a Hispanic household that had? Do you feel like there was toxic masculinity in your household? I mean, I'll say this much for me in particular. I, I'm sort of lucky in just the 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 respect that my dad was not very like. He didn't push me into sports. He didn't really like push me in a certain direction. He just really allowed me to do what I wanted because my dad, um, sort of in his own unconventional way, like he taught like folkloric dancing. So dancing. Oh, there so you that's go. already not, you know, fitting into typical masculinity. Into typical masculinity yes. But that but in, in Peru at least it's viewed as a very like cultural thing. Yeah. Yeah. So like stories are told that way, et cetera. So it's not really so I never felt like I had to like be big on sports or whatever. Mm -hmm. I always thought to myself, like growing up. And I, and I always told David this, I'm like, you know, sometimes you get that feeling like, damn, like, why couldn't I be normal? 
but it's like that normal that you <laughs> think to yourself. That's an awful thought. But you think to yourself, like, what is that normal that I'm thinking to myself? Yeah. Now, you know. Well, maybe it's what we experience because you see toxic masculinity even in schools, right? Yeah, all the time. Ev everywhere. There's a very clear delineation between what a man should be and what a man shouldn't be, yeah. and it even though it prevails in many various different cultures and it kind of shows itself in different ways, yeah. it's something that kind of ubiquitously across the line, there is that expectation. And like, I've seen that from my experience, I'm a, I'm a woman, so I don't have that, you know, perspective, but I have seen from the men that were in my family, there was a certain expectation that they had to be, you know, head of the household or they had to be the providers mm -hmm. or they had to be the ones that kind of ran the show and then yeah. women took a back seat to that so and it's it's especially in hispanic culture i feel like there's that kind of idealism where men run the house yeah. they really do run the house Make maybe in other cultures it's, exactly right. maybe it's not the same way in other cultures but definitely in hispanic cultures you see that the man makes the ultimate decision in most things Right. The woman makes this decision in like household stuff, like, okay, whatever, we're gonna, you know, eat this tonight for dinner. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, those yeah. small concessions, right? But yeah. like things like um Johnny wants to join, you know, the thespians, whatever, whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. Team. No, he's mm -hmm. not doing that. <laughs> so it's kind of interesting to see that. But especially you as a teacher, you see a lot of children and Talk about a little bit what your background is like. So you're what what grade do you teach? Um, well, currently sixth graders and a couple eighth graders. So somewhere in the realm of like the 12. cusp of adolescence. Dude, I, I'm, seeing, I'm seeing both ends of it. You know? man, the it's, worst. It's all over the place. So yeah, like you know, like elevens all the way to like 14, maybe even 15s. Yeah, yeah. Those are my worst years. <laughs> I feel like those are, they uh, are. They, it's a rough time for everybody all around. Man. Gross I don't care who says anything otherwise. That's a rough time. It is a rough time, yeah. and it's kind of when you're forming your identity and you're forming right. like, who you are like, as a person. You're becoming like self-aware. You're becoming yeah. self-conscious about a lot of your actions. You absolutely. Know what I mean? Do you see how involved are the parents? Because I feel like parents have a lot to deal with. You know, I've, I've run the gamut all the way from non-existent to like helicopter parents sometimes. Ah. Yeah. Very rarely do I get a helicopter parent just because of the demographic that I live <laughs> helicopter in. Helicopter parent. Yeah. What is that? Can you the say worst, what, like, what is a helicopter like, parent? Hovering over <laughs> Literally, them, it's, it's, yeah. It's, like constantly, no like. Constantly calling, hi, is my is my kid in school? Hi, right. how are they doing? Hi, why have oh, I, haven't thing. they done this or blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Why are the For reference, my mom is also a teacher, like, so like, I hear these stories yeah, all the time. Why are the grades missing? And it's like, ma'am. It's been a week. Yeah. I don't... <laughs> Give me some time, lady. I'm one man. Right? So yeah. so anyway, so yeah. You run the whole thing, and and it really just depends. And it's also like across cultures, because it's not even like... I mean, my yeah. my school is predominantly minorities, but even then, it's like you can get, you know, you know African-American parents a certain way, Hispanic parents a certain way, and, you know, Caucasian parents a certain way, and all of them can be in any of those lines. Yep. Yeah. So. Definitely. And do you feel like the minority students, do you think there's more of a prevalence in that kind of like ideal of like, it's, it's weird mostly because like you, you go in thinking that, and then like, you just have like some parents that are a certain way. And then like, you have like Hispanic parents that think that their kids like a trophy. Like I literally had a kid that's like, like, yeah. he, like this kid, like he is like, he, he, he didn't say like word like verbatim, <laughs> this kid is my trophy, but it's like, he said it. And I'm just like, this is this is a kid. Yeah, this is a person. <laughs> it's like those like pageant parents. Yeah. Oh, like, dude, it's like they're that. doing this for me. I mean, for us. I mean, for them. What? Like, yeah, no. right. It's, yeah, and it kind of that kind of gets to the idea behind like the how expectations. the expectations exactly, and yeah. how 
bad toxic masculinity is because you kind of remove that individuality from the person, right? Like you remove that you can't be who you want to be. You have to be who I want you to be. And it's crazy. Like we don't, I, I don't know where these like ideals or these expectations even came from or like where they originated from, but there's just this kind of concept where it's like for boys, at a very young age, you're taught like you need to be the toughest one. You need oh to be the smartest God, one. You need to be <laughs> extremely competitive to get ahead. You need to be cutthroat. And yep. those things manifest terribly later on in your life. But like, do you see that a lot in, in kids? Like where they're like maybe pitting themselves against each other or trying to, to, you know, see who's the top dog. I'll say that that comes up, but it's, it's strange when you think about it, just because you don't see it ex like as clearly as that mm -hmm. but like over the like a grand scheme of like a, like a like a like a time frame let's say school year or whatever like you do get like that that they're like buying for somebody's attention or mm -hmm. that they're buying for just attention in general because mm -hmm. you know they're kids that's ultimately what all of them want yeah they just want attention right um so yeah you see you see that all, you it's know, kind of like down. a zoo like you get to watch like <laughs> uh, right like uh, you get you, you get a really interesting perspective of like human behavior from from being a teacher, That's from a lot, seeing man. how That's they interact. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, what's interesting to me, and I brought this up to you the other day, is that I saw this documentary called The Mask You Live In. And mm -hmm. it was about toxic masculinity and how it affects, you know, our our boys and our men. Eventually, these boys grow up to be men. Yeah. Boys to men, if you will. Boys yeah. to men, if you will, yes. Um, and it, it was interesting because, you know, you get to see a lot of people talk about the patriarchy, the patriarchy, the patriarchy, the patriarchy, blah, 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 and how it affects women. And I mean, obviously it does significantly affect women. Women are considered second class citizens across many different cultures, but you never think about how boys or men feel when they're subjected to the patriarchy. Mm -hmm. They're victims too. Right. And what the documentary was trying to, the point they were trying to put across was that when you're taught to be extremely dominant, you there's obviously always going to be competition for who's the most dominant because when you're put in these situations like when you're in school you're around other children you have to fight for who's going to be the leader yeah. and there's always a leader right of there's course. always a leader of the of the pack in in any case yes <clears throat> there's always a leader yep. of the pack but to get to that point where you're leading the pack you have to butt heads a little there's bit a lot of like edging back and forth between you know who's Who's getting that that respect, that attention? Exactly, yeah. and that respect and attention. And like when you think about it, it's like why do they want that respect and that attention? Why do they want to be taught? Because they're taught that That's what their dads want. Exactly. Their dads want <laughs> yeah. them. Of course. I yeah. mean, can you think of a time like I'm sure if you told your dads, I don't I mean I don't know how your father's yeah. would, but I'm saying there's a lot of people who like if you tell your dad, Yeah, I got into a fight, well, he's gonna ask you, Oh, would you win? Yeah, yeah. It's not like, Ultimately. oh, why did you get into an argument? It's like, did you win? That's that's what it comes down to every single I feel time. like my dad would say that actually. Yeah, there you go. And and that's not to say he's a toxic male, but it's just it's something that is kind of expected. And if girls fight, it's like, what the why are you I, fighting? I feel like at least with my How dad, trashy, that, that you know? would be like yeah. the last thing he asked me. Like, what the fuck? Like, what are you why yeah. are you doing? And then at the end, like when I'm like annoyed yeah. or whatever, he's like, he'd be so, like, So did you win? Did you get your ass? Yeah. And it's like it's funny that we reflect upon it now, but those like behaviors and those like that mentality is so bad because it teaches you to be violent all of your life yeah. to constantly be fighting against another person all of your life. And like, to me, what I got, I got from that documentary was that there was a, 
I mean, I don't know, I, and I want to know how you guys feel about this too, because this is obviously from my perspective, I've, I've not been told to repress my feelings, but a lot of the boys talked about how there was a therapy session they were having where it's a bunch of these boys and a lot of them were at risk youth mm-hmm. and they were sitting with one of their teachers and it was like a therapy session where they were talking about, you know, like, what is it that is making you act out? Like what, huh, what's yeah. going on at home? Like, and they did an exercise where they, yeah. where they had a mask, they created a mask, they drew a paper mask and like, you know, painted mm-hmm. it or whatever. And he's like, explain to me why you drew this mask. And, he's, and the people were like, oh, you know, the kids were like, this mask, you know, shows like a happy, like, you know, always outgoing, right. fun person. And then he's like, well, tell me how you truly feel inside. And they're like, well, inside, you know, this is going on in my life. My dad left or my mom's yeah. going through this or whatever. And I don't feel like I can tell anybody about, you know, my emotions or whatever because I have to be the strong one. I have to be the one that's there. And there's this expectation it's on these so boys. Prevalent. It's so prevalent. So, like, you know, did you guys ever feel like you had to, like, kind of repress your emotions growing up? Like, not show how you were feeling? So Maybe not in your family, but even in your friends. Right. Like, Oh, my God. Okay. So, like, I, I wasn't, like, a normal human being until like, – <laughs> high school okay okay like middle school when he was like yeah it's when you become more self-aware and all this stuff and i was like nope zero self-awareness i oh was like a stage five clinger to anyone that would even look at me i'm like yes you attention? love me yes are we friends i'm gonna go over to your house all the time if you like let me inside yeah. like it's, it was, <laughs> and was, even if you don't i might I'm stare at your outside your window <laughs> i will look it, it was really bad man that was god was scary yeah. just look at him yeah but then high like, school and then i was like oh real friends who were like you need to fucking relax and i was like you're right. Mm-hmm. I do. I didn't have the repress, the repressed like feeling. Well, actually, maybe repressed emotions. Um, yeah. Uh, but I remember when I lived in Jersey, um, my grandparents on my dad's side, um, they were very. At least my grandma. Anytime I would do something slightly effeminate, she, like if I like move my hands a certain way, they would oh, yeah. like slap my hand, and be like, "No, girls do that. You don't do that." Or if I like cross my legs, be like, oh, "No, girls do that. You're not a girl." Blah yeah. blah blah. Or if any anything right she was hyper vigilant my parents were unaware of this because it'd be like when they were watching us my dad was working and mom was also whatever so that was like a a lot like like any any little mannerism that was out of anything out of that that weird you know yes what they need to be normal which is funny too because i was the eldest boy in my generation of that family mm-hmm. of the family. oh so even higher expectations yes. for you because again one. like in the hispanic culture the oldest male is like and we can take this back to like literally you know the 1600s whatever oh, yeah. when men inherited all the property and whatever you were considered to be the oh, heir i was right? the eldest oh yeah, my god all yo stuff. when i came out to them <laughs> yeah i'm sure that was a shit on their parade they like yeah. froze but my mom's parents yeah like my grandma i was like yo it was thanksgiving and it was the end of thanksgiving i wanted to talk to only my mom's parents because I, I like they're here in miami i'm more comfortable with them i see them more often yeah um but i like had the, had to have the mentality of like all right i have to be okay with like having these people not in my life yeah mentally mm-hmm. because if i come out to them that may happen yeah. you know that's with everyone you come out with yeah like you have to just be that's such that. an unfortunate i know it's getting better though with you know youths so yeah. like right. power to the youth yeah. yeah um but i came out to my grandparents uh my mom's mom came inside because i like came out and i dipped and i went back inside to like get my stuff and like go back to orlando and then she was like 
Felicidades. And I was like, oh, oh. so she's she like, was like, and she was like, yeah. so what's his name? I was like, oh, I'm, my, that's I was like, awesome. I'm still single. She's like, I. Oh, she's like, so nothing, not even, not even a boyfriend, not even yet. a boyfriend. Yeah. All right. That's hilarious. Yeah. And, and she I love saw me that. the other day with like my ring and I had the cuff on and everything. She's like, oh my God, I love this ring. And I was like, all right. But see, my grandma in Jersey. For, yeah. For but see, that's right. crazy to me that like an item, like a ring or an accessory yeah. can be of something course. that in, oh like is considered feminine. Yeah. And that, you know, to me drives me nuts because it's like, you're taught and they talk about this in the documentary you they're you're taught that anything that has anything to do with the the femininity you know aspect that side is bad yeah. and that includes what is socially construed as feminine quote unquote i'm doing air quotes here because i don't believe that emotions are gendered or clothes are gendered or accessories are gendered or anything like that but what's construed to be believed yeah. as as you know masculine and feminine yeah. i was emotions. telling you earlier that like i'm wearing nail polish right now by the way for those yeah. listening at home and great. i was like yeah. i would, i'm still not at that point where i would go out with nail polish on that yeah. that drives me crazy because you should be able to do what you want do you remember to... when we were in orlando it was like my first time going out with you guys in orlando when i lived up there yeah i think i, yeah, I lived up there i think you had just moved there yeah. yeah and on our way back we were a little drunk we were very drunk and then people very. walking around us that were like also going to their Uber. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, it was like these two like very like macho dudes oh, and they're like yeah. drunk girlfriends. Right. Yep. And they were like slandering gays at some point. And I was like, well, I'm yeah. gay. And then they were like, what? And then like came up to me. Luckily I had a group of like wonderfully like supportive friends. Yeah, we were and like. And they created a barrier around me. And they we were go, like, we going fuck you, whatever. And, and then the girl's like, up. we're so sorry. They're so drunk. And then we're like, but they're fucking assholes. Yes. Gonna, yeah, exactly. I feel like that was one of the topics that we wanted to come up with. It's like, why are you excusing somebody's like behavior? For being drunk. I'm so sorry. It's, like, I'm so sorry. it's like, like, no, what? no, he's just a fucking yeah. dick. I remember, like, and I was like, I damn, David, stand your ground, but don't get hurt. I know. <laughs> stand your ground. I was like, I mean, you never know people are idiots. Yeah, but in my mindset at the time, which is terrible, but at the stand time, I was your like, fucking ground. Again, but my mindset was like, yeah. It comes with the territory, like of but, being a homo, that's, you know, and that's that's such a strange acceptance of of what society has like entrusted upon you. you also, I, mean? I could have kept my mouth shut and just right. let them walk by slandering, no, but I was like, you shouldn't. I'm a homo, like a drive by, little air bubble, <laughs> and they're like, <gasps> like this is what? Like this is the hill. Somebody who has the freedom to be who they are, I know, unacceptable. And and we we talked about that right yeah. before the episode that like. This toxic masculinity crushes an individual. Yeah. Crushes your individuality. Right. You brought up a really good point. I, yeah, I was just like when we were talking about, it, I'm just like, how are there seven like billion people on this planet, and we're expected to be the same? Like we're yeah. expected to be the same guy. Two that, fucking that, that's genders. In, that's into the same thing, and all the women are into the same thing. It's like. God, what, what kind of like weird bubble do you live in? We all, expect, all, every man's got to be, you know, 10 foot tall and super buff and ha, you know, pays for everything and uh, goes, you know, hunting and you know, whatever violence is interesting right. to them. Like, it's just, it's such an unappealing persona that I just can't imagine how boring life would be if everyone was the same like, way. When it comes down to it, man, it's, it's 2020, man. Live your life. Do whatever the fuck. Even you if do. it was zero 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 one, you, know? you should still be able to live your life however you fucking want to. Why? Because oh, look at the Greeks, right? The and Romans, right? yeah, they were. They fucked everybody. They were doing sure. everything before it was cool. All oh, right, guys. Speaking of Jesus, so the gay, the toxic masculinity in gay culture. Oh right? yes. So like, 
Grinder, which is a mm-hmm. gay dating slash hookup app. I would say a toxic app, but very it's, toxic. It's, it's the worst <laughs> app to have, and I've had it since I was what sixteen years old. Oh, I remember. Like it came out, I think, when I was sixteen, and of course I got it, it's but I constant... wasn't out, so I had a fake photo <laughs> wow. of someone I found on fucking Google Images, oh, like shirtless, and I was yeah, like, me. like, and I just cut his face off. I was this like, is me. <laughs> it me. I didn't have abs, nor was I of age, but you know, whatever. Irrelevant. Um, he's of age now, so it doesn't and matter. And there's a key, there's like. All the gays know this term. It's mask for mask, which is masculine for masculine. Aha. Uh-huh. Which is like the biggest fucking thing in the gay world. Like also at the time, like that's also like what you look for. It's like, oh, I like men. I like burly men. I only like men with hairy chests and I like men who yeah. whatever and work Bears out. And or whatever, bear, right? Yeah, whatever. Like getting out of like leaving pretty much leaving home and mm-hmm. like exploring more and all this stuff. I was like, well, that's terrible like yeah not that it's terrible but like what a limited view what a limited view you miss out on so many beautiful people by not accepting people outside of the mold it was it's and it's still very very prevalent to this day however it's a lot more like made fun of Mm -hmm. like the mask for mask guys it's kind of great and I'm like, let's make fun of them. They yes. made fun of everybody else for so long. I know. Let's fucking make like, fun of them. No, I don't like those femboys. Like, I don't <laughs> like those pussies, whatever. Like, oh, in the gay world. Yes. Not the oh, straights and gays alike. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Faggots oh, used all the time, too. Like, oh, I don't want that faggot. He's whatever. Like, mm, it's like, what? how much self hatred do you have that you have to put? And it's always. Also, half of them are not even out. It's like, they're still in the closet with a girlfriend, with a kid. Like, why? No kid. Why? Like, because society tells them that. To be a man, you have I'm to not saying that you have to like be ready right now to come out. However, don't fucking push your views on other gays that have been out for a while and are comfortable with themselves yeah. to do that. Like, Just because you are not comfortable with who you are right. and you have not come to terms with the person that you are because for whatever reason you associate like liking men or being effeminate as something negative, it's that's that's not okay that's not okay and and i i brought this up that like toxic masculinity not only destroys men in general and makes them less emotionally available mm-hmm. less mentally stable it also destroys and affects women like oh god yeah like physically and emotionally. Sh- oh <laughs> physically and emotionally we were talking about how like well one and i don't know if this is the case for you i'm not speaking for you guys individually but mm. I know a lot of men who believe that women are objects, that women are taught to be objectified and you're, you're, you're scrutinized for not being absolutely perfect and not being the type A that, you know, magazines or whoever has deemed is, you know, attractive. This is attractive. If you don't fit that mold, then you're not worthy. But like, not only are you treated as an object, once these men have finally decided, you know what, I do like you, I'm going to keep you, you're my trophy. It's like there's this constant tension between your you and your partner because women are seen as more emotional and more feminine and have all these qualities that you've been taught all of your life to suppress. It's literally the everyone is emotional. Every single person. Every is single person has emotions. That's and if you don't, like, if you don't, you're a sociopath. Like that's oh just yeah, like, that. yeah. Like, like you're literally like that's a, that's of an course. actual um like mental like yeah diagnosis. You're a sociopath if you don't have emotions. But it's like if you don't have emotions, go to therapy. Yeah. There might be a reason. Maybe you can yeah. get a medication or, for or it. Or just go to the hospital. Maybe they can do something with you there. But like you're there's something wrong with you. In you general, feelings. Fucking go to therapy. Exactly. Everyone should at least try it for like a month. Oh yeah, we're big fans of therapy here. Go therapy. Another episode. <laughs> Another episode. But 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 yeah, but going back to the point, like 
So you have this, you have this trophy, you have this woman, right? right. This thing that you've been told to chase your entire you life. Need, it's your goal. And then she's emotional. And then she has feelings because women are not Just taught to suppress their feelings. Work, They're not. Right? So you don't know how to deal with that. You don't know how to coexist with somebody who has feelings. So what happens? You have this constant barrage of violence against women. And it's not that men are inherently bad people or they're murderers or whatever. But if you look at the statistics, it's mostly bad. It's disproportionately women who get murdered and beaten by their partners. Vice versa does not it occurs, I'm not saying it oh, doesn't occur. Yeah, just not it is there. As often. It is absolutely present and men should never be afraid of you know reporting that their female partners are abusing them because emotional and physical abuse from women absolutely happens and it could be a product of toxic masculinity which i'll get into later but it's not it's not unreasonable to think that toxic masculinity is directly related to the disproportionate amount of violence towards women i mean it, i listened to a lot of true crime i mean our first fucking yeah. episode was about true, true crime, crime yeah. because of this one right here i love true crime and they always mention you know that for women if you leave a relationship a very abusive relationship you have an enormous, enormous, enormous risk of being murdered, murdered, not even injured within the first three or four months of leaving. Those are the most dangerous. <sighs> that's the most dangerous period of your life. Yeah. And a lot of these women who are murdered or whatever happens to them, they come out of a, a toxic, abusive relationship and the man finds her somehow and kills her. What's that quote? It's like, um, uh, men are scared that women will laugh in their face. Yes. Oh women my are God. scared that, that it's so men will kill them. Take. You know what I mean? It's oh, God. I, I'm going to say something guys and don't be offended by yeah, this, please. but I have never gone into an elevator and been more terrified than when it's full of men. Uh, yeah. If it's full of women, God, God almighty. I'm ha great day. Even I if it's only you and another guy, but right. if it's me and another guy, I am, you can, you can, you can bet that I am counting the seconds until I get into my floor because I'm scared. Not that I think that the person, like, you know, you could be any dude, but yeah. I just already know, I already have this apprehension that if you say something to me and maybe you like me, or maybe you're flirting with me and I don't say the right thing back, yeah. something yeah. could happen to me. Yeah. That, that's something that I'm, I think when we were talking about this topic originally, it was just like, this is like all of these things eventually seed into these, these moments, right? That you feel. And then we're just like, like, it, it's strange to me as a man to hear that those moments happen like daily to women. Oh my God. Because you every as day. a person are like self-assured. You're like, at the gym. how would that happen? But to it's like, every man. At the supermarket. We, it doesn't anywhere. happen to us. But the yeah. thing is, I hang out with women all the time. Yeah. Obviously. So anytime I hang out with women and I see, like, I just see the eyes of fear men. Yeah. No, not of you. I mean, obviously <laughs> that's a concept, but, but like the um, gaze and I like can see, like, I always look at like anytime I'm with you or mm -hmm. any girl, like at a supermarket or anywhere, guys have zero shame. They don't give a fuck. They're looking right up and down. They're just like, this yeah. got out, can I see yeah. your cleavage? No, they might as well fucking they ask. They say yeah. stuff to God. you. They they do whatever they, they can only, because they, they don't say things because I'm next to you. Oh, that's the oh, only that's reason. the only reason. <laughs> that's and if I'm with my boyfriend, and it's so sad to say that, but like what I only feel comfortable being in those public areas when I'm with you or someone that a man that I trust or my boyfriend because I know they're not going to say something. And how horrible is it that like they won't respect me as a person until I have a man next to me? Yeah. So I am curious. What do you guys? How do you guys feel? about the statement that 
all men are trash or, or more specifically men ain't shit because that is a big meme out I there. You support it. <laughs> What's your I, I think 100%. And the, and the reason why it's like, when you really think about it, it's <laughs> well, like, men are like, yeah, men ain't shit. <laughs> because, and, and this is what I think about. Like, when you think about that quote, it's like, if you really cannot, like, perceive that men have done these really, like, like, not just, like, the extreme of, like, heinous crimes, but, like, this really, like, dumb, like, perpetual shit that they do on the daily. Oh, like, if you yeah. can't perceive that men do that, you are either blind or you're ignorant or you're both. Or you're part of it. Or you or yourself a part of it. are a part of it. Exactly. Like, yeah. like, what are you not perceiving that is happening to these people to make them perceive you as that? It's the guys that get offended by that quote. Exactly. That ain't that shit. That ain't shit. It's like, if you are offended, you are either reflecting in a way that you didn't even know you could. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're <laughs> or, like, whoa, I thought I suppressed this a long time right. ago. Reflecting. Exactly. It's like, but like, if you hear this quote and you immediately become offended, it's like, are you either covering for yourself or somebody else? What is really like the crux of this moment that you're feeling <laughs> when you hear that quote. And you know, I like that you bring that up because I feel like a lot of times men that I know, I have various experiences with them that kind of project that mentality on other men who are not like that. Like they yeah. see you, yeah. you know, they see that you're confident and that you've kind of been able to like break free from this toxic masculinity and they resent you for it in a way. Like breaking the mold. Yeah. Right. You've been it's able like, to why, break... why are you a different, like why, just like flat why are you a different? Why are you a different? Why are you a different? Why are you not like, like me and the other, like, yeah. like people we, with, we, with We're just cavemen. I mean? Yeah. Like, Obviously are... <laughs> we only think of their penises and we're covered in hair and we carry a club around and we beat our wives with it. Exactly. Like you are an other to me and I'm not, and I'm not sure. You don't do that. You. What the fuck? Yeah. And that's like, like grow the fuck up. And it's, it's the stupid, <laughs> most innocuous things that they pick on. It's like oh, the man. things that you wear. Right. It's like, oh, d dude, you're wearing nail polish. What? what? You can do that? Accessories? Oh, my God. What's How dare you? A, ring, you? a cup, an earring? Makeup? God forbid. <laughs> Mic drop. God forbid you do anything Mike other. Drop. God forbid you do anything other than wear, like, jorts and, like, a t-shirt. Like, yeah. Jorts? <laughs> jorts. Like, yeah. Oh, God, no, no jorts. Dickies. Whatever, uh, man. Like, what if you're gonna wear fucking capris, go with it, dude. <laughs> Unless you're in construction, why are you wearing dickies? Yeah, no, there's like, no point. It's like always the jobless, and then, always and then, the unemployed. Uh, <laughs> and then I feel like that also translates into like what, that. That big judgment of what people wear also goes into like what women wear. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like, oh, 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 that'll be a topic for another day. She was wearing this, and henceforth she was you know, asking for a kind of bullshit. It's like, I'm not. Did what? she fucking ask for it? I'm not, no, I'm, no. I'm not asking for it. No one's asking for that, it. No, oh. Unless they're verbally saying, please fuck me. They're no right one's asked for it. In this bush. Yeah, no one's asking for it. And I'm I'm not oh. taking attention when I say this, but I'm a big fan of the free the nipple movement. Um, bras are literally made to oppress women. And yeah. So if I want to wear a t-shirt without a bra and you look at my boobs, like I'm gonna punch you in the face. Don't fucking look at my chest. Let's move on. Uh, or that if there's a she asked for it shit, like makes my fucking skin crawl like I just, I oh just, man I, I really don't and it's and then when i again and as a man when i reflect on the on these kind of things it's like how are you so like afraid of this other person wanting to express themselves in clothing or in whatever the fuck else they want to wear yep. that makes them feel a certain way it makes them feel positive yeah and you can't yourself do that like oh i'm a man i can't i can't wear these things because men don't wear that shit it's like dude wear whatever the fuck you want if it makes your thighs look big, 
and you feel a certain way? Skies out, thighs out, man. Go for yeah, it. Man. Like, why can't you do that for yourself? It's because they have decided and they've accepted that they are going to fit whatever mold they've right? been given. And for you to be as brave and as bold to say, I'm not going to do that because I'm a person and life is short. I'm going to fucking live it the way that I want to. It's almost scary to them because it's like, why don't I have the bravery to do that? And automatically, like, the, the initial human reaction, the basic instinct is to be afraid of what you don't understand, right? You're always afraid it's, of what you don't understand. It's criminal, man. And I remember, it's just, like, again, just, like, right now small, small anecdotes that come up to me. I remember this one time my dad, he had um, a pink, um, I don't even know. Like a button-down? Like, like, not even a button-down, like, just a regular collared shirt. Mm -hmm. And he would wear it, and it would always become, like... Not like a joke, but it's like, oh, like, haha, you're wearing pink. It's like real men wear like, pink. Real men wear pink. It's oh, like, it's, God, it's like, do you roll really my think, fucking eyes in the back? You of my really head. think that my sexuality is like pinned Contention on the color? Contingent upon, yeah, yeah. I wear pink, am, so am obviously. Am I suddenly yeah. like not attracted to women because I'm wearing a different colored shirt? It's a color. How for fragile the of a person? Are you? you know what I mean? Yeah. Like absolutely. what? Like how? How much is contingent upon like your perception of me? On just my clothes. Yeah, I, what I don't is, understand. Like, what are what are you really going through that you can't wear like shorts that it's are a, a little bit higher than your knees? You know it's a I mean? projection of their own insecurities, and like I said before, it's, it's something killer, that like it's you killer. know you are so sad and so upset with yourself that you've allowed yourself to be like manipulated and put into a certain way, and then you see the people living and expressing themselves freely, and it's upsetting. Which is why a lot of these macho men have a problem with uh -huh. gay people have a problem with men who decide to wear i don't know skirts or just whatever be, the fuck you want to wear you know? you know it's just it's because you don't fit that ideal uh, that was drilled into their head in their youth and like i said it's something that you're afraid of and that you don't want to accept and your initial fear your initial reaction to that fear is going to be violence gonna be rejection it's gonna be ridicule because you that's what you've experienced your entire life yeah. so that's what yeah. you're gonna exactly. do to other people and i know not everyone obviously but like i went to catholic school when i was living in jersey for a little bit they were very much like that too and it's obviously like a smaller community but they were yeah. very much like boys are over here girls are over here boys do this boys do this girls do this girls wear this and all that stuff so it was don't very, use like, religion ingrained. As a, don't use religion Ugh. as as a support system for your and like my brother like also up. went to christian school not catholic school but like he went there for like most of school right. so like i find myself like not holding my tongue but like not wanting to talk to him about certain conversations so because I'm you like, know that he's been brainwashed i know so i'm like i is there I just, is there a point? and like, it's so unfortunate because religion is something that's supposed to be a very like intimate like you have a relationship with something that's bigger than yourself and it's supposed to be about you and your spirituality and loving other people and accepting the world as it is and knowing mm -hmm. that there's something else out there and then yeah, people people, really people take that and they you they weaponize it exactly they weaponize it and so they use it as like a others. against others and it's so sad because it's something that could be so beautiful and so constructive and so wonderful for so many people and it's something that's turned into a negative I know a lot of people who are Christian or any any given religion. Use it as a know. shield, like for any excuse. Absolutely, you know? absolutely. It's like, oh, like you you're not the same because you are, you know, you you don't abide by whatever weird yeah. rules I made up. It's like you are you're in a mask, you know. What I mean? You're <laughs> wearing the, yes this strange, the mask you wear, right? Like you wear. you're wearing like this this weird facade amongst yourself. And, and it's underneath, like, who are you really? Who are you really? Underneath, there's a complex human being. Underneath, there's somebody who has feelings, emotions perceives us differently and has 
a personality and like it's something that's so repressed and taught from such a young age to not have it's you're a victim at the end of the day i feel so bad for them because they're just victims of this yeah. brainwashing you know, this weird culture that like like sort of enforces all of these stereotypes and rules that they have to abide by and, and like how david was saying like if you do one thing out of line and say oh but, but don't don't do yeah. that the hand posture oh my god yeah my grandma used to just slap my it's wrist like, i think my friend gabe time. also told me that they experienced something very similar and gabe is Probably, also cuban say, yeah cuban well, gabe is also cuban but cubans are also catholic so cuban catholic uh, it's just crazy yeah. and there are many people who are catholic or christian or whatever religion you are that are very tolerant understanding amazing people and we're not bashing oh, the not religion at all. i have very good friends that are you know very religious very exactly are... or muslim or jewish or whatever the fuck you want to yeah. be like you can you know the flying spaghetti monster whatever you want to worship yeah. is fine i just don't weaponize it right like why should you use this tool of acceptance to beat me you know what i mean absolutely why why is that why is that what you're coming at me with when it, it is meant to be a tool of bringing people in in this you know this bigger light like what, what's up with that yeah and you know it's unfortunate but i feel like there's a lot of hope let's end this on a positive note yes yes sure. i feel like our generation has really paved the way for acceptance in so many different aspects oh God, yeah i feel like it's a lot easier like especially for like at least the gay community to right. come out like oh, i my mom is a, my mom's a teacher and she tells me these stories about like these kids that she has like mm -hmm. coming out as trans and all this stuff and like in high school like that early that like, was insane. shocking even yeah. for us we Incendiary. graduated high school in 2012 and that yeah, would be I like <gasps> clutch my pearls i know oh, oh my god like, i didn't come out officially Faint in church. well i did like i pretty much senior year i came out like in our government class in a debate and i was like well you're wrong because blah 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 yeah um but that took so much out of me to like dude i didn't come out to like my family until way after high school so like for people to do that like already like as a sophomore in high school yeah, that's like, amazing yeah. that means that things are going in the right direction absolutely so we're challenging we're getting somewhere we're challenging the concepts of masculinity masculinity does not mean i am a devoid of human emotion or i am an <laughs> alpha or i'm a violent person it means i'm a i'm, I'm a person of strength yes. i have many different sides to me i'm an entire person i have something that i can offer to other people i think that masculinity it, there's yes. a lot of strength behind it and it does and being emotionally and vulnerable to be who you are. exactly being emotionally vulnerable is inherently strong and that's not something that should be inherently masculine in my I feel opinion like, yeah uh, if there's there there one takeaway from this i think it comes down to it takes a lot more strength to ask for help yes it because that yes, that takes I mean, even for me, you know, to accept that just, you're wrong, just in general, there's something wrong with you. It's humbling. It's humbling. It, it takes a lot for you to accept, you know, what you're going through, what others are going through. That you're not perfect. And you want to grow from that, you know? Growth. Self-evaluation. Exactly. Reflection. Reflection. Mulan. <laughs> Mulan. Be the best person that you can be so and that's, that's all that matters it does not matter if you're black or white or gay male, straight, trans. female trans whatever just be a good fucking person and that really just opens so many doors and opens so much happiness that you don't even understand yep and that's something that we should teach like our to, children yeah but i think we're getting there we're getting there we're in there it's getting a lot better slowly it's not about the label guys it's about your in philosophy this yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah there's a lot we need to work on but yeah, yeah, i mean you know 
Yeah, we're getting so. there. So this is a great conversation. Yeah. Guys. I want to thank Rodrigo. Thank you so thank much. Thank you for coming. For Cheers to Rodrigo me. for coming over. He's giving us perspective. I mean, we can only hope for the future. Thank God we have teachers like you that are. Yeah. I mean, very... yeah, we'll try. Yeah. We'll try. Absolutely. And you're paving the way for the future. So we got to just keep moving God forward. Bless God bless you. God bless you too. God All bless right. everyone. Absolutely. All right, guys. You have an amazing, amazing night. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week. See you next week. Cheers. Bye. Bye. One more. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs>